This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 142, Paid Up Editions on a Mission. Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your host, certified financial planner Mark Willis, invites you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious, be stable, be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. Welcome, everybody, to our latest episode, and I've got some, I guess, a weird question for you. You know, we're going to do a little vocab study here today, a word study. When I say the word writer, what comes to your mind? Writer, that's right, R-I-D-E-R. You know, when I think of that word, I think first about Peter Fonda's movie, Easy Rider, that cool road trip movie. You know what I'm talking about, that the one that sparked imaginations in the summer of 1969. I also think about Marvel's superhero Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider, one of my favorites. You know, the, the guy that's sitting on that massive Harley Davidson with his flaming skull, the metal chains everywhere. Um, and also, of course, I cannot think about the word Rider without the show Knight Rider coming to mind. I mean, that was one of my favorite shows as a kid. And uh, that cool talking car and, of course, the indomitable David Hasselhoff uh, behind the wheel. But what about writers on legal documents? That's a writer, too. Obviously, these writers have less hair than the Hoft might, but they're definitely just as cool. So according to the legal definition, a writer is an attachment, an amendment, or other writing that's added to a document in order to modify it. And it's going to be for an additional cause, a slip of paper that adds or alters or amends or removes some of the provisions of the attached agreement or contract. That's the official definition. Why am I talking about all this? Well, it's because we want to get into a short mini-series on riders for life insurance. That's right, life insurance deals in the world of contracts. And I want to spend just a few episodes talking about how valuable they can be for you The more you learn about writers, the more control and power you have in making the contract, the insurance contract, do what you want it to do. So one of the core financial strategies that we specialize in at our firm, Lake Growth Financial Services, uses an augmented and modified form of whole life insurance to design these custom-tailored strategies that our clients are looking for. Now, in order to have augmented, modified whole life insurance, We have to take special care to include insurance writers uh, that work with specific numbers, amounts, provisions, picking and choosing what exactly we want that contract to do uh, and what we want our clients' uh, money to do for them, of course. So it's the writer that changes everything. If we don't have writers, then otherwise we're just looking at boring, old-fashioned, whole-life insurance. And like I said, David Hasselhoff has nothing on this writer, I'm telling you. So uh, if you're a regular listener of our podcast, you probably already know that the bank on yourself concept relies on a specially designed dividend-paying life insurance policy. Uh, It's going to be issued by a company that's financially strong and has an unblemished track record of paying dividends for over 100 years. Now, you may have heard us getting into the engineering and other episodes back in episode six, for example, if you want to go deep dive into that episode where we get into some specific writers that are added to the policy as we engineer it. Uh, That design maximizes the cash value. It significantly speeds up the growth of the policy. 
rather than expensive death benefits. We're building up massive cash accumulation. And uh, that's that's really what sets this policy apart from the kind of whole life insurance that financial gurus on the radio love to complain about. But what we'd like to do in this short mini-series is take a peek under the hood and see exactly what these riders are and how they make your cash value grow so much faster. Now, one key objective in building bank-on-yourself type policies is to maximize the growth of your cash value without increasing your premium. That's really key. That's clutch uh, for doing what we want to do with these policies. So the cash value, again, is the storehouse. It's the warehouse of where your money is, where you can use it to finance all the things you need in life. So when you're bypassing banks and credit cards and finance companies and becoming your own source of financing, you're using the cash value of the life insurance to do that. Now, it's a new way of thinking about life insurance. The old way was thinking about how little premium can we get away with for as much death benefit as possible. That was the old way of thinking about it, and that's what old-fashioned whole life insurance showed. It was little premium and zero cash value, especially in the first few years, and, and only very slow growth thereafter. Now, what we're designing here now with bank-on-yourself type policies is a brand new way to think about funding the policy. In this case, it's the question is not how little can we get away with, but how much premium can we squeeze in for as little expense as possible. And if the advisor structures your policy correctly, you can have a powerful financial management tool even in the very first month. Now, there are literally hundreds of riders that exist in the United States that can be added to insurance policies. I'm going to get into a few of them over the next few episodes, but I wanted to start really with the most important one. If I could not have anything else on a policy except one rider, I would choose, wait for it, the paid-up additions rider. That's right, the paid-up additions rider. It's, a, it's such a unique and powerful rider when we add it to the whole life contract. Now, the paid-up additions rider, or PUA rider, as they sometimes call it, increases the absolute potential of your policy's growth in almost every area of the policy. It brings more value out of the policy in almost every way. Think for a moment about all the benefits of the whole life contract. Here's one. The money grows in the policy guaranteed every single year. Uh, Two, you can access the policy's cash value with no taxes due under current law. Three, you can use it as a source of financing and let the money continue to grow as if you were not touching the money. And of course, four, it of course automatically leaves your family more than you could ever save for them. Now, take all of those benefits and multiply them by a, a multitude, a magnitude, a factor of maybe 40 or more, and that's what the paid up additions rider does to the whole life contract. I mean, for a moment, just imagine buying a house. Let's say that your house is a mere 1,500 square feet and you have a mortgage on this house, so you make monthly payments. Let's say that your house is appreciating in the neighborhood and every year it's getting more and more valuable. But recall, it's only 1,500 square feet. So how much is your house really ever going to grow to or be worth on just 1,500 square feet? And because of how your mortgages work, you know, you're not going to be really building a lot of equity in that house for a very long time. Mortgages really are just interest, for example, for the first five to 10 years. 
Now, in an effort to get equity into that house today, right now, to build more home value and to enjoy the house even more, in our example here of 1,500 square feet, you decide you'd like to add some additions on your house. One year, you faithfully start adding a bedroom. The next year, maybe you add a second family room and a bathroom. The following year, you finish the basement. The following year after that, you build a full expansion, including a beautiful deck and a backyard swimming pool. Let's say you paid cash for all of these additions, so your mortgage is not getting any more expensive. There's no more expenses on the house. You've fully paid all of these additions with cash. And because you paid cash, you've immediately built up equity since you've already paid the paid for the addition. And before you know it, now your house, your original 1,500-square-foot house, is now over 7,000 square feet. Now think about that for a minute. Has your house become more valuable? Yes, of course. Do you have a ton more equity in that house now? Yes, definitely. Not only has that 1,500-square-foot starter home, earning and appreciating in the market at 4 5% a year or whatever it's doing, but now you've added a ton more house to your house. Now your house is a lot more valuable because you have more paid-off house. This is exactly what the paid-up additions writer does for your policy. Paid-up additions. They start with a plain vanilla whole-life policy, which doesn't really build equity in the first few years, kind of like that 1,500-square-foot home. But PUAs, or paid-up additions, let you add equity in your policy right away. And they add value to your contract without increasing any required insurance premiums. Now, most insurance agents uh, are familiar with paid-up additions, but very few seem to be aware of the paid-up additions rider. Here's what I mean. Most insurance agents are taught when they get their license that dividends on whole life insurance can be used for a ton of different options. You can use them to get a check in the mail. That's nice. You can let it uh, grow at some interest rate at the insurance company or pay down a policy loan. But one of the options that most insurance agents don't seem to be aware of is that you can use those dividends to purchase more paid-up additions. Think of them almost like little mini insurance contracts that are laid on top of your ordinary insurance contract. Okay, so every paid-up additions can go to buy more, which also increases the dividend, which that larger dividend goes to buy more PUAs, which buys more, which buys more. It's a beautiful picture of compound growth. But most insurance agents are not aware that there is a separate rider or option called the paid-up additions rider. And that matters big time. And if guys, if your agent doesn't know about it, then you do not have it in your contract, unfortunately. Not only does the paid-up additions rider add more wealth and value, like those bedrooms and those bathrooms do to your whole life contract, but it allows you to be very flexible in what you contribute to that policy's rider. For example, you can skip a year of funding the paid-up additions rider if you have a tough time or lost your job, let's say. Or you can increase the contributions in future years when you're back on your feet. So back to the house analogy. Like, let's say you're in a tight spot one year and you just don't have the money to spend on upgrading that second bedroom or building out your man cave. You have the right and the flexibility to purchase those additions on your house or not. Same with the policy. Paid-up additions are optional and very flexible if it's with the right company. Ordinary whole life insurance does not have that kind of flexibility. The premium is fixed. It's required every year. So, you know, when you're not 
putting money into the paid-up additions rider, you have zero flexibility on whole life insurance. But when you do have the paid-up additions rider, you have incredible, significant flexibility on your contributions or premiums each year. Okay, so depending on how the policy is engineered and what the agent knew when he or she was building it, a portion of your monthly or annual premium would go to your original whole life policy. They call that the base policy. And another portion of it might go to the paid-up additions rider. Let's say, for example, that we designed a whole life contract with 60% of your premium going to the paid-up additions rider and 40% going to the ordinary whole life policy. If we designed that policy, you would actually have double your cash values in year five as if you would have paid 100% only to the ordinary or whole life policy. If you had $50,000 in your ordinary cash value in your ordinary whole life policy, that means you'd have $100,000 in a 60-40 blend of base and paid-up additions with the same money out of pocket, the same money. But we've just designed the, the bank on yourself design policy as much more efficient. I mean, which of those two numbers would you rather have if the premium was the same? Take a look at our show notes for this, guys. This is one episode where you'll want to pull over and swipe around on your app to find those show notes because there's some really cool pictures of the numbers growing and how this new design of bank on yourself type whole life policies totally shreds the the old-fashioned whole life that was out there years ago. And by the way, your ordinary whole life policy is generating a dividend, but the paid-up additions that are stacked on top of your original whole life insurance Well, hey, they're also earning a dividend right now and for the rest of your life, every year that the company pays a dividend. So that's going to matter greatly in terms of overall compounding and the growth of your policy. So the sooner you can get your money into that paid-up additions, the more and more and more it grows over your lifetime. Here's what I mean. For example, let's say a 35-year-old putting money into a paid-up additions writer with the load cost and with the current dividend rate, uh, maybe they'd expect that $1 to grow, and we did the math on this for a 35-year-old, a single dollar into the paid-up additions would grow with current dividends and all expenses factored in, would grow to $18.50 by the time they turned 90 years old. That's over their lifetime. So from $1 to $18.50 over their lifetime without any stock market risk. And that's just one single dollar. That's incredible. A 20-year-old could expect one single dollar to grow to $41.80. Incredible. And a 65-year-old who puts a single dollar into her paid-up additions rider would see her money more than triple in that rider by her life expectancy, age 90. So one dollar grows to $3.60. Again, with no market risk. Phenomenal. I know some people with the recent stock market volatility we've been having Some people would give their right arm just to keep that single $1 safe, much less triple it over their lifetime with a high degree of confidence and certainty and with guarantees built in. By the way, if you'd like to see all of this put together with your numbers in mind, with your age, with your amounts, with your dollars in mind, now is the time. Now is the time. There's no better time than today to get this started. The sooner you can get this started, the more your dollars will grow for you. And so do reach out to me. Uh, You can reach me at nyafinancialpodcast.com and click on request a meeting. And I'd be honored and privileged to sit down and see what your numbers are, uh, whether it's $1 or 100000 or a million dollars, whatever's going into that policy, we can calculate the growth with a high degree of confidence and with guarantees built in.
So, when our friends Dave Ramsey and Susie Orman go in guns a-blazing, that whole life insurance is always terrible, what they're talking about is the old-fashioned, stripped-down, overly expensive, no-frills, ordinary whole life insurance that we talked about uh, just a few moments ago and I included in the show notes. And I even compare it to the Bank on Yourself design policies. They are not talking about the whole life contract that has the paid-up additions writer or has the ability to accelerate the cash growth. But what they're describing is a policy with no dividends paid on the policy and all of it going to the most expensive part of the policy, the death benefit. So, of course, it's going to look terrible and, and take years and decades to break even. So, as we mentioned on episode 72 through 75, what we're looking at is something categorically different. Go back and listen to those if you want to dive deeper into how this compares to what Dave Ramsey likes to say and talk about. But these days, this type of whole life insurance that Dave and Susie seems to talk about, I've only been able to find it as final expense, very small final expense policies for funerals and that sort of thing. Nevertheless, it does not stop people with radio shows and mega megaphones to talk about it like whole life, that's like their type of whole life insurance is the only type that's ever existed. So in essence, by organizing the engineering of your policy to have paid-up additions and the paid-up additions writer, you're essentially creating a policy with a place to put your money, with virtually all of it available within the first month available to you. So conceptually, it would be helpful for us to call this a deposit, even though technically it is a premium paid. It's The paid-up additions is still a premium paid into your policy. However, You might think of the paid-up additions almost like a deposit in a policy since there's essentially no load cost. I think it's like four or five or six cents, depending on the company, per dollar. Uh, Once and one time only. And all of your, almost all of your cash value is immediately available to you. So to a lot of people at this point in the episode or in our conversations we have with clients, a lot of our folks start to ask questions like, well, Mark, why not just put all of my premium into the paid-up additions writer. And you might be thinking, hey, Mark, you know, just a few minutes ago, you recommended that 40-60 blend, and we got double the cash, cash growth of, of uh, someone putting 40% to base and 60% to paid-up additions writer. Well, heck, why not just do 100% to the paid-up additions writer? Wouldn't that grow even faster? Well, great thought, but paid-up additions cannot exist on their own. So, Think of a sailboat for a minute. The hull of your sailboat is sort of like the base ordinary whole life policy, and the sail is sort of like the paid up additions rider. If all you have on your sailboat is the hull, you'll just be sitting still in the water. Maybe you've got an oar and can get around a little bit, but the sail is really where the power is. The hull on the sailboat, on the other hand, is where the drag and the expenses are. There's constant repairs to keep it up, to keep it floating, to keep it you know, buoyant, to keep the water out, to repair the leaks. It's very heavy to construct. But the paid-up additions rider acts like a sail that turbocharges and accelerates the momentum of your sailboat, especially in the early years. And now some people think all we need is that sail. But what would it be like to have a sailboat if you didn't have the boat part, if you didn't have the hull? Well, that's right. A sail in the ocean is just a big wet blanket, not going anywhere either, right? You've got to tie that sail to that firm foundation. And it's actually the momentum of the hull of the sailboat that really gives the sailboat its power and its its speed in the later years, even after the policy stops being funded. 
you know, so I'm not in my boat to get wet. I'm in my sailboat to get to a destination. And it's the hull and the, and the sail that work together. Again, the biggest dividends later on in the policy's lifetime are coming from the base whole life insurance contract, the hull. Kind of like the sailboat, right? Even if the wind stops blowing, if you've got a, enough of momentum, the boat can still carry you through the water even when the sail isn't working for you. So it's a, it's a blend, it's a dance, it's a partnership between the base whole life insurance and the paid up additions. It's a balance between early liquidity and long-term growth. That's, that's the balance there. So think of it sort of like a seesaw on the playground. If you had nothing but paid up additions, you'd end up seeing your policy fall apart in the later years, not growing nearly as well as a properly structured policy with appropriate proportions to base and paid up additions. Okay, so my next thought would be, well, what's the best blend? What's the best design? And I hate to, I guess, burst your bubble here, but there is no best design. It comes down to the type of product we're using for your situation. Guys, there's lots of kinds of whole life insurance policies out there. Whole life is, you know, think of it like a hamburger, right? You've got quarter pounders, you've got Whoppers, you've got veggie burgers. Well, they're all burgers, but they're designed for different situations with different ingredients. Some whole life products are going to require different ratios of base and paid up additions. If you're looking for like that one size fits all recipe, I'm going to unfortunately disappoint you. Now, if you want to know your particular design, again, request a meeting with me and I'd be happy to build that best strategy with your custom design, with your situation in mind. But in the meantime, I can tell you that all the ratios will be impacted by your age, how long you want to fund the policy, what you want to contribute in premium to the policy over time. So for example, maybe a 35-year-old putting in a thousand bucks a month might have a 40% base and 60% paid up additions. While someone putting in $250,000 a year for just seven years might need something closer to 20% base and 80% paid up additions. So that's just an, one example. Let's say you're funding it for a very short period of time and we've selected something called the high early cash value policies. This is a very rare and very unique type of whole life. It's called a high early cash value policy. It's really good for folks in their 50s and their 60s. Maybe we design it at 80% base in this case and 20% paid up additions, which is totally backwards of what most folks think. The base in this case provides the biggest and most incredible dividends on these type of high early cash value policies. Again, great for folks in their 50s and 60s where the massive amount of dividends paid to the base are providing so much of the growth of your cash value. We typically would put a higher allocation of premium to the base policy and a lower allocation of premium to the paid up additions in that case. Again, the point is not to remember all this or all the finer details. Believe me, this is what we do all day long. It's what we specialize in. I and my associates would design all of this for you in our planning sessions with you. And the main thing really is to remember that each policy is custom designed with your specific concerns in mind. You don't have to get caught up in doing the advisor's job. If they're a bank-on-yourself professional, and you can know that by asking them if they're a bank-on-yourself professional, you can know for sure that they have all of this in their training and they know exactly the best way to build your particular sailboat. Now, there's more riders that we'll get into, but we don't have time to get into all of that today. So let's just recap for a moment. What is the paid up additions? It's a mini 
immediately available paid up whole life policy that you can lay on top of your original contract, your original whole life policy. Think of it that way. And you can add paid up additions through dividends, through the paid up additions rider, or as I like to, you can add paid up additions on both the dividend and the rider. Paid up additions create a larger death benefit than the premium you use to purchase them, and they also provide immediate cash value almost dollar for dollar for every dollar you put in there. And they grow with a, with consistency and some guarantees built in over your lifetime to a fantastically large number. And paid up additions also earn guaranteed interest along with dividends. So that's my quick recap. Let's talk about some takeaways. Take everything I just discussed with you today in proper context. The paid up additions writer is the most powerful part of the whole life policy, except for the policy itself. The key is really to have the blend, to have the dance between the contract, the whole life contract, and their writers, whatever those writers are. The key is to get going on a policy with someone who can design it well for you. Not so much getting it all right immediately, but getting started. That's the key. And if you're not sure if you have this writer on your policy, or if you've lost it, or if you're not sure if it was designed correctly, please email me. Happy to speak with you. My team can answer any questions at hello at nyafinancialpodcast.com. And I'd be happy to review that with you. I or one of my associates, again, at no cost. We're here to help. And finally, the third takeaway. You know, guys, I have no idea how my smartphone works. I have no idea how they got all the antenna, all the memory, all the cameras into that device. All I know is I can swipe my finger and it just works. So I'll leave you with this quote. And the quote is, when you understand the concept, the details don't matter. And when you don't understand the concept, the details don't matter. It's as plain and simple as that. So I'd be honored to speak with you guys about all this. Again, my um, hope is that we can have a full and more in-depth conversation about other writers as well in the weeks ahead. But for now, I'd like to just say thank you, everyone, for joining me for another episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast, where we help you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join the financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.